Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, my name is Mike Goldman and welcome to On The Mic Today's special guest. I'll tell you three facts about him. He used to be a male stripper. He was also a radio announcer and he was on Anger Management with Charlie Sheen. Ladies and gentlemen, actor, comedian, Ash Williams. G'day, mate. G'day, Mikey. Was I a male stripper? Uh, well, you, sort of, half. You, well, you had, I'm happy to be a full stripper. Look, maybe you should tell us a story. Well, the thing is, mate, I mean, I started out in the um, show business industry uh, in, as a G-string waiter in Perth. So oh. like that's how I got into the biz. Okay. So like, so you weren't exactly an erotic dancer. No, no, no. Just but, just a waiter, just a half naked thing. No, no. But here's the thing, mate. I act, I went for a promo job, right? It was yeah. paid twenty bucks an hour to hand out flyers, and then this guy tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Listen, mate, my name's Dave. Hmm. Do you want to be a g-string waiter? It's fifty bucks an hour." And I said, "Fucking oath. That's great. <laughs> Why so, not? Good money." Yeah. So we did that, and then like after a month, I got asked to be a male stripper. Yeah. And they're like, "And that's going to be three fifty or four hundred for a song of dancing you know so and also you get asked often with the g-string waitering yeah. like just ad hoc do you want to do a because you know all the girls you want to do a strip yeah they get their money we've, together we've, we've raised you know 272 dollars completely new yeah yeah yo, yeah well, but it's art it's artistic you know you oh, want to okay. yeah. no, you, you just want to show up for a sec but even then i just thought no it's a slippery <laughs> slope um but my other mate did all the stripping and he walked away with a shitload of money and then um, wow. I, just, I just stuck to, um, you know, my meat and two veg kind of G-string waitering. Mm -hmm. You know, maintain my dignity yeah. and, and just go home and um, sleep well. That's good because, I mean, you, you wouldn't want to get naked and then you wouldn't be able to sleep. You'd, you'd feel horrible. I never get naked. Especially if you took one of the girls home with you. Well, that's one of the things, Mike. You're not allowed to kiss any of the girls. So the boss of the G-string waitering company was a psychopath. Yeah, really? Uh, I'll call him Mark, right? Okay. And he said if he's like an army dude, smokes a lot of weed. Um, drives way over the speed limit. Like, he's got one of those radars in his car so he can go, like, 160, re like, relaxing yeah. at, at 160, and then his car will go beep, 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 and then he'll, he'll, go, he'll go cops, and then he'll go back down to 99, right? And this guy said, if, if I see you kissing any of the girls at the hens parties, uh, I'll personally kill you. What? Right? It's like they're all his sisters or something. <laughs> so Why can't you get... That, that would be, like, a good rating, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't if, know. If someone pashed off one of the strippers. Yeah, but I just didn't. Well, it's going the extra waiter. mile. G-string waiter. I was like, sorry, G-string waiter. Um, but then I didn't want to muck around. I was only like 22. I said, no, no, fair enough, Mark. Okay. Uh, and then one time, one of the hens who was getting married like the following week I, like, kind of cornered me in a bathroom <laughs> and said, kiss me. Oh. And She's and about to get married. She said, I said, you're, yeah, you're about to get married. You've got a fiancé. She said... I don't care. I don't even like him. <laughs> what? And then I just kept thinking about Mark's, like, going, I'll kill you. You'll die. And then, like, luckily the door was locked. I didn't kiss her. She kissed me. Oh, okay. That's all right. For, like, then. 10 seconds. And then, like, that was the closest I've ever come to Mark killing me. So now you've got two people that will want to kill you. The lady that, yeah. that, that she's marrying's husband. Yeah. And now also that Mark guy. Yeah. And you've just said it on the show. Mark's not his name, though. He's going to be hunting you. But there can't be too many places that you were 
he won't erotic he won't waitering remember. for. He, he's probably dead now. Like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he's like, fuck, he was really like uh, burning the candle at both ends just with all his weed smoking and his fast driving and his uh, stripper business. And so you uh, you got a bachelor in marketing or something like that? You studied at uni and, and, and that sort of took the stripping thing to the next level when you needed it in LA. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So like I spent all of my money. I, I went to LA. I had a bit of cash saved up. And then I literally had like 200 bucks and I thought I need to get a job. So I door knocked um, the gay bar in, um, which is, there's tons, but the best one for money that I saw at the time was 11 nightclub on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh yeah. Door knocked there, became... Um, like I know it. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> Did you know, you do know it? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, it's really popular. Yeah, yeah. Your straight people can go there too. Because my... Not- yeah, so of, co- of course. Yeah. There are tons of straight yeah, guys it's in there. Funny. Yeah, and like I didn't tell anyone that I was working in there yeah. either. So like I'd see all these guys from Australia, mm. um, who, you know, I was pretending that I was killing it in LA, and then I yeah. see them at the bar, and I'm like the G-string waiter guy. And I, actually, no, the, the I was I wasn't a G-string waiter there. I was a uh, fluorescent vodka shot waiter. Yeah. Did so, you? Because I've actually been there. I got a friend called Trent Holmes, and. He, he lives and works in LA and he's go there all the time. Well, you go there because it, it's the only place pumping on like a Monday or a Tuesday night. Yeah. And there's a lot of straight guys who'd be like up on the tables in their G strings, like dancing around. And these other gay dudes is going sticking money in their, yeah. in their, uh, in their G strings. Yeah. Is that, did you get up and do that? Well, that's what I auditioned for initially. Yeah. So, oh, you, I, did, you didn't pass the audition for that? No, no, I did pass the audition. Oh, okay. So, like, that's what I went in there for. Like, you know, that was my, um, so Shots Guy is a promotion from, no, 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 no. no. Oh. It's actually, Probably a demotion, but it's a classier demotion because I went in there and I said, listen, I want to be one of the undie dancers in the window. Yeah. You know, the undie dancers yeah, yeah, with yeah. the money. That's and they awesome. said, yeah, man. Like That's where the cash is they at. They said, yeah. I said, I said, their undies are full, man. You know, <laughs> full of cash. I said, and they said, cool, man. You're actually really lucky because the casting directors are out the back and they, they can oh. take you for an audition. Oh, this nice. is 2 p.m. on a yeah. Friday. Yeah. I thought, what are the chances? Mm-hmm. So I went out the back and they said, dance for us two yeah. guys yeah. and I just did like a basic dance and I said obviously I'll do more on the night Yeah, and <laughs> you didn't like, want to give them too much exactly they, yeah. but they just wanted to tease them a little exactly. bit so exactly wanting more exactly. the old showbiz saying showbiz yep. so then they said look we need to see more can you take your top off and, you, and your pants off right and I said yeah sure I'm going to leave my g-string on yeah and they're like yeah keep it on and then so I, got, I was pretty much just standing there in front of them and they said that's fantastic Ash you've got the job you start tonight and I thought, can I, this is no word of a lie. I said, listen, before I start, can I just come down and watch just to see how it works? And if I like it, then I'll do it. And I went down there. And as you said, those guys in the juice rings just get molested. Yeah, grabbed and groped and crotted. It's crazy. So like the guy made 500 bucks, but like 500 guys touched his dick. Yeah. You, you can do the math. I, I saw that. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's not, not exactly worth it. It's like a dollar a touch of the dick. It's literally a dollar a touch. Which is not you want at least a dollar fifty. And what about when you you were selling the shots? Because your, your marketing business sense came into yeah. play when you were selling the dollar shots. Yeah, and you, you went a little bit further with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that kind of um, was an organic transition because I was doing the shots, and then someone said, "Yo, Ash, how much for a nipple suck?" And I was like, um, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Yo, oh, yeah, you know, I want to put some whipped cream on your nipple and suck it off after my shot." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds cool." He goes, "How much?" And I go, 10 bucks, right? Mm. And it was, I sold like 10. And then I thought, this is, I'm underpriced. Too so expensive. I, I said, no, no, too cheap. Too cheap. I said, 20. 20. The next night I went back and I said, it's 20. Yeah. Sold them all again. But I, then I went to 30 and didn't sell as much. So I found 
my my hot point was twenty. Did you think maybe you should stretch it to other areas, like a thousand dollars for a tongue in the ear or a grab of the ass nah. for two grand? Or? Well, they do that anyway. Oh, okay. And that, so that's like an arbitrary cost. So like one time, a guy who works at Disney, um, who gave me his business card so many times. Um, yeah. But you know, you know, to get the job at Disney, this is before all, all the Weinstein shit hit the fan. You know, you'd, you'd have to go a bit further. Of course. Yeah. This is before you know me too. I could have got this guy for me too, because because he was like, he he was he put his fingers down the back of my pants and got right to the what do you call it the uh, the date perennium yeah the, the perennium oh the perennium's yeah. past the date isn't it so he was he was like half a fingernail in like really this guy was stealth straight Ooh. in and it was like uh, one of those um, wonderful celebratory weekends like the biggest weekend of the year at mm-hmm. the gay bar mm-hmm. and like did so you he, flinch no. But I got him, I grabbed him by the wrist because he's one of my best customers. I didn't want to offend him. Yeah. And I just said, look, uh, whatever his name was, fucking Dave. I said, like, um, grabbed him by the wrist, grabbed him. I said, you got your credit card on you? <laughs> that's going to cost you. And, I, and he goes, yeah. I said, okay, you know, that's going to cost you. And he goes, I said, you're a very naughty boy. And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> what did you charge him? Well, he, I didn't say anything. Guess how much he paid me for that? I said, you can put in what you think. <laughs> You you can put in what you think. Put in what you think you yep. should pay. Yep. Okay. What do you think he paid? Oh, I reckon he... A thousand bucks. Three hundred. Oh, what? No, it's still good. You got ripped off. No, 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 it's good. Three hundred dollars for half a fingernail up your ass. Look, to be fair... So if I wanted to right now, would you let me stick half a fingernail? You're probably not that desperate. And I wouldn't do not it Not at anyway. the moment. If I was in that I don't really like hypotheticals. I probably shouldn't go there. Look, mate, if you had the 300 bucks on the table, then... And you're in LA. <laughs> Even and, now, mate. And you're desperate. You need the cash. Yeah. Like, I lived in LA for a couple of years and didn't really get a lot of work at all and blew all my cash. Yep. And, you know, I thought about maybe, you know, toning up and doing the stripper thing. I was chatting to uh, Luke Milton at Training Mate, yep. which is this, this gym in LA where I think it's where, where I first met yes, you. Yes, yes. Uh, you were a trainer there for yeah, a while as yeah, well, yeah, which is yeah. probably a better deal for you than the strip club. Well, well, I actually parlayed straight from the um, strip club yeah. to the personal training. Oh, yeah, like in the morning at 6 a.m. when the club no, no, shuts? No, 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 because like no. I, Luke approached, Luke's a mate of mine, and like, so Luke started this gym called Training Mate and yeah. said, listen, um, I want to get trainers in there, but I want trainers who aren't, your atypical trainers. I want just like, you know, guys yeah. with vibe. And it's stuff. so good there. I've yeah. never been to a gym like it before in my life. It's They're, they're screaming and yelling and cracking yeah. jokes. And, yeah. and Luke's going, oh, Mikey, look at those shorts you've got on today. Oh, you've had a haircut. You're looking fitter than ever. And yeah, yeah. everyone's laughing and it's having a great ego. time. And, you, yeah. and you, you don't think about the fact that your body's hurting because you're just no. laughing at no. what you guys are saying. No, the vibe's They should start good. one in Australia. Maybe, yeah, yeah, like definitely. Um, uh, Luke's a legend. Luke Milton, he, he also played for Australia in rugby. Yep. And uh, he's one of those people in LA, when when you get there, you, you, a lot of Aussies gravitate towards because he's always up for giving people advice and helping them out and pointing them in the right direction. Yep. And now he's, he's training the Kardashians training, or something um, like that? Training Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, wow. Is it Khloe? Yeah. Courtney, one of those two. Um, so, so many, I lose count. Yeah, so, the, so it, look, when I got the job at the personal training joint, I just thought, Fuck the gay bar because it's too stressful, man. Yeah, I was stressing out because I had I'm on commission. You know, I'm like a real estate agent. You know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to sell these terrible houses, and um, I used to get fucked up on Red Bull and instant coffee before I'd go down there. What? Just, just to really get wired up, and it just t- yeah. it takes a uh, a toll on your um, self esteem. <laughs> Dignity? <laughs> no, my dignity was all right. I had a lot of people just like out of the blue at the gay bar just come up to me and going like, 
what's going on with your dignity, man? <laughs> and I just what? like, what's you your care? Name? What? I'm making some money. I'm um, not having sex with anyone. Exactly. I'm like, who are you anyway? Introduce yourself first before you say that. Um, but like, you know, I could have made a lot of money. Like my other um, colleague in the gay waitering business yeah. used to get like, you know, he go, I go, where the fuck have you been? Because he disappeared for like an hour. Yeah, well, and hello. He, and he goes, see the guy with the ponytail over there and the grey beard? Go up to him and um, let him suck you off. That's 400 bucks. I said, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, man, 400. I said, that's shit money, man. I don't want that. So, then so like, there was a price. So if someone said 1,000, you'd let him give you a blowy. No, nah, there's no price. No price. That's because not interested. But you know what? The funny thing I found when I, I went to Eleven, is it called? Eleven. There's, there's another one there near there as well uh, that Madonna used to hang out oh, in as across well. across the road from um, Eleven? Yeah. yeah. it's a bit classier. There was like... That, um, I think that was the one I went to. I don't think I, I went to the other one across the road. But there was a sewage problem there for weeks. Oh, was there? It stunk. Oh, okay. I think it was sewage. It might have been guys. It's <laughs> 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 something blocking up the pipes. Condoms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those wipes that... You're not supposed to throw it out of the toilet. The wipes are good. <laughs> Who knows? You know, you know why they call it 11 nightclub where I worked? No. Because at 11, yeah. that was the peak time. Oh, that's what that's when you're supposed to go and yep. the best chance of picking up. You know, the one thing I noticed that uh, the other place across the road, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, there were so many hot girls there. Yep. I think a lot of girls would go to these gay bars because... Yeah, they, they feel like they get less chance of getting hassled. Yeah. Is that true? Do you ever meet any girls Definitely. there that you ended up well, dating? Well, any gay bar, uh, whether it's in LA or Sydney or wherever, you, you can meet girls at gay bars because they feel relaxed. Okay, this, this is starting to sound a bit more like a gay cast. And uh, let, let's talk about sure, sure. S- some other stuff because you're, you're a talented actor and comedian. You play comedy clubs all over the world, <laughs> not, not just strip clubs. No. But that, that's a, a hilarious story and I wanted to share it with people. Yeah. But, but you, know, you st- started out on, uh, on radio in Australia and then went over to LA to crack the big time. What was it like uh, doing the, uh, the comedy circuits over there? Because I know a lot of the story you just told us was in some of your routine. Yeah, and it went down yeah. really well. Yeah, well, I was lucky that, like, you know, I could just get up. Because, like I said to you, I was trying to keep the gay bar a secret for so long. You know, I didn't tell anyone for, like, two months. And um, and then I was talking to my mate, uh, I think it was Ed Cavalier, and he was like, mate, you should be telling these stories on stage. Yeah. So then I got out and just started telling stories of what I've been doing each week. Uh, and that was basically a funnel for my stand-up material. So then I just started looking for crazy jobs, not just gay bars, but I was doing tickler videos, I was doing, like... Anything off Craigslist. A, a tickler video? I did a tickle video. Where What's like a tickler video? Two guys tickle me in a hotel room. It's on the internet. You can pay like 30 bucks a month and um, watch two guys tickle me. Um, you know, you get paid 350 bucks for that. And then... What, um, what, 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 what do people get out of watching you get tickled? Tons. Like, it's fetish. Oh, it's a tick- it, oh okay. So it's like a toe fetish. It's a tickle fetish. Yeah. So it's if you a go, fetish for everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's... So with those videos, you get two for one kind of thing because you get foot fetish because that's part of it. And they tickle your feet for a bit, and then they do the, the um, under the ribs tickling stuff. It's called JasonStrongTickling.com. I plugged this business. <laughs> Honestly, he paid me three hundred and fifty bucks like four years ago. I've plugged. I've made him millions. Um, I think there's some tickling going on out in the kitchen. Can you tell them to shut the fuck up? Shut up out there. We're trying to do a show. Yeah, good call. Uh, um, um, but um, but yeah. Hey, man. what is he yeah. doing? Are they killing someone? <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, okay, J- yeah, Jason Strong tickling. Yeah. So, did, yeah. did you, you get still get commission off people watching that video? Or? No, sadly not. But he still wants me to go back to LA and do one more video, and um, and then he's going to give me uh, a cut of whoever watches the video. I'll be in LA in a couple of weeks. Would he be interested in tickling a slightly overweight ex-reality TV host? Yeah. 
I'm not actually not joking. <laughs> he, he's always looking for people. <laughs> oh no. Okay, maybe maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do just just for the uh, for the story. It is good for the experience. It is good. I'd go with someone. I bring whoever you've got there, just as um, security or something, because you do it in a very dodgy hotel. Hmm. Um, it's kind of in like, um, oh fuck, you know, like Van Nuys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past there, we used to play the Hollywood Ashes there, the cricket match. Oh right, yeah. okay. So yeah, it's it's in a very uh, sketchy area. So um, anyway, man, yeah. So so just getting back to your question, like. Um, yeah, this, all, all the stand-up scenes were, were cool, man, and it was great because I had all this material that I could just get out and try um, and see if it worked. And like, um, you know, there weren't, there were still tons of stand-ups, but this was like four years ago yeah. in Hollywood. Now there's way more yeah, people so wanting to get more. on stage, wanting to, you know, mm. just uh, even just go to open mic mm. spots. So you've just got to network your ass off. Um, there's so many more people in LA trying to crack the big time now than there has ever been. And my, my manager over there put it like this. He said that people will do like a chip commercial in Portland, Oregon, and then they'll move to LA thinking they're going to make it. And there's literally millions of those people auditioning for stuff. And like the, the people who are doing the casting have to wade through all the crap to find someone like you that might actually be talented. Yeah. I couldn't believe it because I've got kind of, you know, back then, four years ago, I had like almost peroxide blonde hair, still long hair, um, and I used to walk around in like three-inch running shorts. And um, they were quite short. They were very short. You have very long legs. Thank you. I got very long. You know what someone said to me um, during the week? They said they started calling me Lucky Legs. <laughs> lucky said, Legs. Why, do you why are they lucky? He said, "Well, you got to be careful, mate. If you snap one of them, they're going to go straight up your ass." <laughs> so why does that make them lucky? I don't know, mate. <laughs> it's unlucky legs. I don't know. Um, so. Um, but I was in one of those, you know, you've been into these like casting rooms and yeah. I walked in and I couldn't believe it. Everyone yeah. looked exactly like me. I'd never seen what? this in Australia. They all had the same hair. They were like... Really short shorts and lucky legs? Well, yeah, they were, they were all surf up. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They were identical. Yeah, and yeah, you had yeah, like right. The pretty boy versions and then you had the rougher versions. And then like, I was like, fuck man, I've got to do something to stand... So lucky yeah. that... We've got our Australian accent. Even though whenever yeah. I was auditioning, they didn't ask for Australian accent, I would always do Australian accent. Always, yeah. always. Yeah, because some people, when they go into the auditions in LA, uh, Australians, they'll just talk an American accent when they walk in. Yeah. And then, then when they do the audition after, they might say, oh, thanks, mate, just to spin yeah. them out. But I think it's better to be different and walk in and be from Australia to start with. Definitely, definitely. Especially if it's comedy. How's your American accent? Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. Well, I, you're uh, on uh, Anger Management with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, but that was, it, Aussie. was that Aussie accent. Aussie. Yeah. Um, I did a French thing with um, I was a French guy with Newman from Seinfeld Wayne Knight on um, a show called The X's with Christian Johnson from uh, 30 Rock for thir- 30 from Rock for Mars or something. that's shit. awesome yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. So, like, I didn't know about that one yeah and then I, just before I left LA I was um, you know everyone's got these stories but like you know I was the day I was leaving I was my I got a new manager who was a soap manager specifically and he's mm. like I want you to meet the casting girl from Days of Our Lives went in there she's like give me your, give me your Australian give me your American we're looking at you for a doctor and then I did the American she really liked my American she's hmm. like we want you for this role and I said fuck I'm going back to Australia like if you want me you're going to have to make me an offer and that offer never came but like my American was, was strong enough I think if I hung around who fucking knows who fucking knows are you going to go back no not, not so, are you going to audition for stuff here and, and send it over in the nah, hope of getting it nah. have you got your O1 still or nah. did you have an O1 or a I green card I had for three yeah. years yeah um, same you know, acting was always, it's something that I enjoy doing, but 
I just feel like so many other people can do it. Yeah. Not, you know, like thousands, millions of people can act. Mm. There's like not many people can get on stage and talk about their life and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, just got to um, prioritize on what I'm I'm good at and, mm. and relative to, to most people because the the reason why so I really back to stripping is that we mate absolutely <laughs> no. well, well, well you know what it, it, it all came full circle too like um at the start of this year I was playing a stripper on neighbours so oh yeah that's right he wasn't far enough he wasn't that far from who I am <laughs> he was a gay stripper who couldn't strip because he'd hurt his back what you you hurt your back and you can't the, well yeah my character Rory okay. had hurt his back so okay. like then he was that's like, not in real life though no but like then I was like playing Rory and every scene I'm like hobbling in with my back and um it's <laughs> the weirdest role how'd they come up with that it was I don't know it was it was so funny because sometimes too the director would yell cut based purely on my back walking because I wasn't limping to the right side with oh. my back yeah, so you got your limp wrong yeah continuity was off so look man everything's um, all comes together doesn't it in the, in the yep. entertainment salad if you could do anything you wanted to do like any role what would it be like acting or just anything? Acting. Or anything. Uh, well, acting would just be like... Um, now you like, want to get a, get a, a spot on like uh, Third Rock from the Sun or one of those kind uh, of shows or... I, uh, think, I don't think that's even on anymore, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just think, you know, I've, I've done some scenes that are based on my life mm. and I like playing myself. So like something like that, you know. Um, you know, we filmed a, um, a funny scene that never saw the light of day uh, long story, but um, it was one of the great scenes because I was staying. Do, do, you, do you remember Mean Girls? Yeah. Mean Girls, right? So the guy from Mean Girls, I saw him at the gym hmm. at Equinox, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was homeless. And he comes up to me and goes, mate, um, never met him before. He goes, hey, what's going on? My name's uh, Johnny. I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, how does a homeless dude get a membership at Equinox? Because like I spent all of my money a week. when I first got there on the membership. Oh, on getting the membership. It's my so plan, expensive. My plan was to be on the court with these right, to yeah, network, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I was showering there. I was doing everything at Equinox, right? And then this guy is like, yo, you want to stay in my house? I'm going away to shoot a film for six weeks, right? And I'm wow. like, fucking beautiful, man. He goes, That's amazing. He goes, come over tomorrow and check out the place. I'm like, how good's this? He goes, yeah. all you've got to do is feed my dog. I'm like, this wow. is great. And then I, I realized it was the guy from Mean Girls, the male lead in Mean Girls, yeah. right? I go over there. There's no fucking dog. Hmm. Like, there's no dog. I'm like, where's the dog, man? Anyway, long story short, um, he was... He had no know, dog. So what, he what, had, he what was you trying to do? fuck me. He was trying to, trying to fuck oh, me. Oh, yeah. Trying to... Okay. But there's, there's a funny... You still get your free six weeks. You didn't have to... No, that was all bullshit. Let him stick the fingernail in or anything. No, no, no. That was all Nothing. bullshit. He was never leaving. No. So, so I've... He never left. No, bro. No, bro. Scammed. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And he was like... You know, there's a lot more to it. He's jerking off in front of me and stuff. Oh, no. No, but like... I we're, Like I, you wake up in the morning and like, wait, dude. You know what? I'm just going to tell you. Doing? I'm going to tell you really, because this is like the scene I wrote out with um with Ed and then we filmed it. And it was like, so we was, you know... Um, oh, you and Ed Cavalli did, shot yeah, this. Yeah, we shot it with um also uh, Cal Penn, who plays Harold and Kumar. He was in this, in this scene, right? So um, moving back to what actually happened. And so I went over there. I'm like, hey, man where's your dog he goes don't worry about my dog and then um he's like dude let's let's have a look at your website i want to introduce you to my manager and i'm not thinking how good's this mean girls manager yeah right, yeah he goes he opens up his laptop and um a porno was playing oh and he goes sorry man i was just watching this before you came over like do you, do you like titties i'm like fucking no. i like titties yeah 
next thing you know, he gets a cord, chucks in the back of the laptop, and now we're watching it on a 70-inch plasma, <laughs> right? A porno. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he's like... That um, was the teaser. Yeah, and so it just happened so quick. And then he's like, so, bro, it's the man cave. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, tissue's there, moisturizer there. It's the man cave, a place to relax. I'm like thinking, fuck, man. This guy is acting nothing like his character in... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And girls, right? And then, um, and then he's got his hands down his pants and he's like, bro, I'm going to major chubby. And I'm like, dude, like, let's just fucking keep showing me the house. Yeah, where the fuck's his dog? You know, just give me the keys and we'll get out of here. <laughs> you know, aren't you, aren't you going to shoot a film? Oh, no. And then, like, he's like... Um, Next thing you know, he's knocking one out. Yeah, well, then he's like, he's wearing tracksuit pants. And he goes, dude, on the count of three, let's get our cocks out. And I was like, no. On the count of three. Let's not. Let's fucking not do that. No, thank you. And then I just go, look, man, I'm going to go. And then I left. And I said, look, let me know about the house. And I saw him back at Equinox like a week like later. And he was just cold. He ignored you. Yeah. See, didn't put out. <laughs> didn't put out. No and cock out. One, no like, manager. I would have actually, if there was a house, I would have definitely like jerked off in front of him for like a six week. <laughs> no, well, mate, I don't care about that. It's like, what? Oh, I don't know, bro. He'd jerk off in front of a dude just for rent. No, but that's, that's, what's wrong with that? I don't know. He's not filming it. He's not filming it. How do you know? You're right. I mean, actually. I've worked on TV shows where the camera's hidden. You wouldn't even know where they You're are. Right, like in Big Brother behind, behind the mirrors. Mirror, yeah. Could have been. You never know. Anyway, so then we filmed that scene uh, and never saw the light of day. But they're the like the, the scenes and, and acting yeah. roles I like to film that are based on. So real life. Uh, you're writing your own stuff and and working with Ed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I noticed you're on. Uh, you've got your own podcast, but you're on his one the other day. I think it's the uh, team team meeting. effort. Yeah, yeah. Team effort. Is yep. is that a regular thing for you? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'm on. Um, Every episode, so like yeah, cool. Me, Ed, Tony Martin, um, Lawrence Mooney, and then now Lockie Hume's coming in. Oh so, wow, awesome. Lawrence, Lawrence is always, you know, doing stand up and, and on tour. So Lockie's come in, uh, and yeah, man, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's pretty crazy, but um, a great bunch of comedic minds. Oh yeah, for sure. And Lockie's a great actor. He's yeah. got some great stories. Absolutely, so worth having a listen to. And and your uh, your podcast uh, is up and running. People can listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you the other day. You were on the balcony uh, talking about the neighbour that was. Yeah, well, uh, there was looking a, at you. Or something. Well, no, no. I I've, I live in a place at the moment where you can actually see into everyone's apartment and um you know about two or three weeks ago i could see these gay guys having sex i mean we, we're talking about gay guys a lot in this pod but um i i just looked out and i was like fucking wow they're really going for it and um well they were just, like doing each other in the yeah in yeah the, yeah in the butt yeah, or yeah, a blowjob no, no, no 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 in the in the ass just bit, oh, really yeah yeah yeah. but the, the lights were on the blinds were up it was a performance yeah and they knew i reckon they knew i was watching yeah and i'm not gonna look away wow you know you see a crack open a beer and just like, oh, watch, oh yeah, see how this up. ends up. Knock over a slab. I, I just like, uh, I'm sick of watching MasterChef, you know? Um, or the voice. Yeah, fucking Colin you want to watch the ass instead. I would rather, unless Colin Barris and Preston are going for it on TV, then I'm watching these guys in their apartment. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's the pod, my podcast, The Ash With Me Show, is pretty crazy. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot going on. I actually don't even know what's going on half the time. But, um, yeah, the next thing is we're, we're, we're doing some magnets or something. We're getting... Magnets. 
Well, it's like a promo thing to yeah, send it's a out promo everywhere. Thing, magnets. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. People stick it on their fridge as a reminder to yeah, it's ma- no. listen to your show. No, it's car. Oh, on, on the sides of cars, like side. massive magnets. Yeah, but, or, but they're expensive though, Mike. They, they so. say the Ash Williams show. Yeah. And so you're going to be putting it on, on people's cars you don't know or your yeah. car? or No, no. People who email in and say they want to advertise their car panels, then they get a magnet um, and they're responsible for um, looking after that magnet, making sure it doesn't get stolen. Hmm. And then uh, we promote the show and we'll so see where you, it goes. You got any, uh, any sponsors? I, I know you had one in Melbourne that, that uh, disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got 10 sponsors. Yeah. Um, and we got board members. What happened like, with House of Hot Dogs? So, so look, they're, they're okay. They emailed me yesterday. They're okay. They went out of business. Melbourne House of Hot Dogs sound like they're, they're a great client for you. They really were, but they've just gone out of business. Um, you know, sometimes. Blaming you or? No, no, no. He's very convivial on the email. He said, look, man, we've just gone out of business. So if anyone wants to sponsor your podcast, yeah, show at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm currently in talks with a huge sponsor at the moment yeah. who are looking for naming rights, much like uh, Suncorp Stadium or Etihad Stadium. Wow. They are looking to buy the naming rights of my balcony where I podcast from. Okay. Yes. So this the Suncorp balcony of the Ash Williams show. Yeah. That sounds cool. Well, our sponsor well, today... Not going to be Suncorp. They, they have nothing no, to do with it. No, no Suncorp. They don't like... No the, banks. I'd love to do a deal with a bank. Yeah. Well, they've, well, not Commonwealth Bank. They've just got a $700 million fine. Yeah. And uh, people from the uh, ANZ look like going to jail because of uh, a bank being a bank cartel. You know who you do it with? ING. ING are amazing. Like they're, they're free. Yeah. How, how do they make money? They give you a couple of cards. My, my girlfriend's been reading the, the book. Um, Barefoot Investor. Barefoot Investor. Well, Barefoot yeah. Investor is a um, board member of the Ash Williams Show. So you, you're not shitting me about the, having around. board members. No, man. You we actually really do have board members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. board members are Barefoot Investor, <laughs> Scott Pape, yeah. um, Ed Cavalier, uh, Ben Fordham from the Today Show, oh, Sonia wow. Kruger, um, <laughs> Pete Evans from MKR, even though Pete is still on, on the fence whether he wants to do it or not, um, Tony Martin, um, and, uh, and, and a few more that we're looking at getting. Wow. So yeah. what, what would I have to do to be a board member? You pay 100 bucks. So oh, it's $100 to be a board member. Sure is. Okay, I'll pay 100 bucks. Really? Yeah. As long as I can be a proper board member. Yeah. So what, do we have meetings or do I just have to reply to a couple of emails no, no, once no. a year? Or? It, no, no, it's whatever you want to do. It's like um, you do as much or as little as you feel. If yeah. you want to call me up, leave me a voicemail, or if you feel like uh, the direction of the podcast is going in the wrong way, yeah. you, you call me up and say, listen, mate, um, what are you doing? And, and, uh, and so who's been saying that to you? Who's been the most proactive Ed, Ed on Cavalier, the board? Ed Cavalier. Ed has? Very uh, demanding. Because I'm using Ed's recording equipment, so he's always like, I'll take the recording equipment back off you if you don't <laughs> commentate on the gay guys having sex. If you don't commentate live... <laughs> that, that's a hard boss. Well, that's a hard know. board member. You know, he's, he's, it's fair enough. It's his, it's his gear. His gear. I mean, that's the kind of thing that he wants to listen to. Yeah. Then, then fair enough whatever floats your boat yeah well he's like you know you've got your every podcast every show has to have a hook you know why is your show different to serial or like um, you know confessions of a serial killer or whatever the fuck those shows are mm-hmm. you know if you commentate gay sex you'll have a, you'll have a, a monopoly on that that area that's true <laughs> if that's something that I, I would want to listen to I, 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 I would I don't want to watch it but I think it'd be funny to hear you commentate yeah, on yeah, it yeah yeah I saw them I was going to start commentating on the weekend but they weren't having sex they were just kind of like um, admiring each other's naked bodies. Maybe you could do a deal with them and you just say, hey guys, listen, I'm doing this show. I'm not going to film anything, but I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Do you mind just letting me know when you're about to go for it? Yeah. Well, I know when they're going for it. Because you can hear it. No, I can see it. 
Oh, so you just it's, like you'd be getting your your breakfast and just like, oh, there they go again. Like we can't be better the, start a show. Yeah, record. it's got to be at night time because because you can't um, during the day the the windows reflect, so it's at night time. The good thing about winter though um, in Australia at the moment, starting about five p.m. So early show, um, you know, dinner nice. and a show. <laughs> <laughs> you could have an audience. I could. Yeah, people sitting there in your apartment watching you commentate. Yeah, but what if they don't do it? You know, I mean, that, that's if a problem. They, they didn't do it for two weeks. Oh, okay. You know, I don't want people coming well, over. They don't want to hear you just talking about what happened. Well, in it's the like past. when you go to see the whales off Byron Bay. It's like the whales don't appear. Yeah. You feel ripped off. Yeah, you have to watch it on a video on yeah. a boat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to say, look, this is going to be guaranteed. Um, you know, protein shake in a show. And, um, you know, Tell your friends. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, uh, so you've just left LA, what, about a year no, ago? No, ages ago now. Yeah, man. About three two, years ago. Three years. Time okay, flies. So it's, it's been a while. Time flies. How do you think uh, all your friends in California are handling it now? Donald Trump's in power. I don't know, man. Like, obviously, California's. Um, very left. Very left, very uh, democratic. I don't know, mate. I just. It's just, it's just like. It's always the same argument this 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 echo chamber of like whatever it's, it's like, the echo chamber is exactly right they are talking about the same stuff the same over thing. and over again to people who agree with them rather than getting people on on their shows with an opinion like you know the cnn's obviously is a, yeah. a perfect example yeah but I, I think i'm not a political uh expert by any stretch yeah, even, even though i was on the abc last yeah week. i know i saw that on the ABC talk, it's called the weekly wrap-up. Yeah, very. And so they're they just hitting you with every little was, news story that's I, come out. They, and you go, okay. It's like you were finding out what, what I, was in I the news no and just, just saying your two cents worth. They called They said, you want to come on a political show? I said, sure. I don't know anything about politics. They said, great. So I went on. Perfect. But like the thing is um, uh, about, uh, what was I going to say? The, uh, the LA. I mean, if we look at like, you know, previous presidents and how America's been run. I mean, yeah. What Trump has done over the last eighteen months is it is it better, worse, or the same? I, I think it's probably probably the same. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's just he's a outspoken asshole. He's like he, he's a, he might be a good boss, he might be running the country well, but yeah, he's that boss that you had that's a bit of a prick. Yeah, yeah. And Obama was the really lovely guy who yeah. would just say all the nice things and he'd do these incredible moving speeches and. He was so personable and, and, and moving and friendly. And then Donald Trump comes along and says, yeah, whatever. You're all fake news. Yep. And he's a bit arrogant, a bit rude. But he's, he's, he speaks directly to the people, in, and especially in the, uh, the Midwest of America. I mean, they, yep. they love him. Yep. Why, why do they love him, do you think? Well, because people love what they love. Do you know what I mean? Whether you're against Trump or pro-Trump, hmm. you are going to support him no matter what. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, people, it's really hard to change people's opinions. Yeah. Like, no matter what you do, and they, if they are going to change their opinions, they're gonna, it's going to take time, and they're going to have to come to that conclusion themselves. Mm. So, um, you know, that's why he's such a polarizing figure, but he really is the master of just um, dictating the news feed. Mm. Because he has so many controversial things that happen day to day yeah. you just can't keep up so what each thing usurps the next thing yeah and then you'll say i'm building the wall and you're, oh my god did you hear that he's building a wall you can't fucking and then he's when's like, the wall happening no one no one's well, seen this wall he started to build it is it actually happening yeah well there was but what a, about all, all the high mountain ranges that how's he going to get a wall across there or is he just gonna, i think it's all um spin that, that wall's not going to happen no. 
but it's just, he's just, just to make people feel he's safe just building because a, they love being paranoid in yeah, America. Only he's just building a little bit of it, so it now looks like he's delivering he, on what he's he said. He's done something. Did you see when he he had uh, an inspection of what the walls would look like? It looked like he was going into an IKEA with all of these different designs of walls. One you could see through. That's right. One, one with big blades on the front of it, so it would cut you if you tried to climb yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's like he's being shown the the showroom of walls. That's it. I think you went for the one with the blades. I'm not joking. It really. I'm serious. <laughs> so you cut yourself. If you're trying. I read it yesterday. Are blades on both sides or just the Mexican side? I think just the Mexican side. Yeah, that would make sense. But I mean, you never know. People might want to get into Mexico that wouldn't be allowed. I guess it could go both ways. Probably not so much. Uh, there's, not, there's not many going from America to Mexico, are there? No, but they can just go across the border. They, they don't, just exactly. Yeah. Good luck to them. Would you ever run in politics? Yes, you never I, go. I, I really would. Really? Oh fucking earth. Yeah. What, what would be your electorate? Where would, where would you stand? <sighs> on for what the, for the seat of Bondi? Uh, I'd either stand for the seat of Bondi or the seat of Kuyong in uh, Victoria because that's where I'm from, uh, where I was brought up. What would you change about Australia? Or what, what would you promise? How would you get people to vote for I'm you? Very careful with what I say here, Mike. Um, I would I would encourage more tweeting. Uh, I think I think um, I reckon there should be a day. This is what I would uh, introduce into the Australian society one day where you can say and do whatever you want without repercussion it's one day of no rules i mean you can't murder anyone obviously but in terms of like free speech and saying whatever you want mm. anyone yeah. can say anything without repercussions get it out of your system yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's the big purge of bad stuff from your brain get it out get it off your chest jay get it out and if you That's don't good. want to hear it don't answer phone calls on the purge day. <laughs> Delete your messages. Don't that people look have at left. messages. Have a nap. Delete your emails. It's a public holiday, obviously. Yeah. It's a, oh, it's like Australia needs another public holiday. This, this will be. We don't have enough public holidays here. No. Well, this is one more. Um, nice. I'd so, vote for yeah, you. Yeah, I like I that know. idea. I don't know. I think uh, we're going okay, aren't we? Or we're not. I, I just, it's just always the same stuff. There's always something to complain about. Someone's having a whinge somewhere. Like some politician's doing the wrong thing. Barnaby Joyce buffing his secretary and getting her pregnant when he's all about family values and doing the right thing and not showing any empathy to people who want same-sex marriage. And now he's expecting everyone to show him empathy because he's got it on with his secretary for a while there. He thought it wasn't his baby, but now it's his baby. And then he got $150,000 from Sunday night night for doing an interview. Just do it. I mean, because people have a short attention span, so... You know what I mean? In two or three days, we won't be talking about Barnaby. Barnaby's going to have 150000 bucks in his pocket. <laughs> He's out you of know, here. You know, just do it. Um, how about you? Would you run for politics? Well, my, my stepdad was a, uh, a federal politician for 30 years. And uh, he had an amazing career. And, and like he was the head of uh, aviation, tourism, sport, Department of Administrative Services, saved the government billions of yep. dollars, You know, met leaders of countries. We had the president of Thailand come and stay with yep. us. For a while, Surin Pitswan, I think his name was, yep. and got got to go on some incredible trips. Yeah. Uh, but the downside of of doing amazing things for your country is that you're constantly berated by the media and the opposition, and a lot of the times different factions in in your own party. Yeah. And that that can wear you down. Yeah. But as as long as you can handle all that crap, it's water off a duck's back. And if you work in the media already and, you know, you're doing stand-up comedy or, you know, you're an actor or a TV host or whatever, you're already copying shit most of your life. So you're the perfect person to step into that role. Yeah. It's a good... So I would. Yeah, I'd I'd do it. I don't think I'd do it for like 10 years or something like that, where I, I think the older you get, the less you give a fuck about what people say. Yeah. 
You just yeah. you, you, you got your values and you know what you think's right and you just want to want to run with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, mate. Everyone thinks they're right, so it's like it's just about um, trying to. I don't know. It doesn't matter what you say, really. But it's 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 like if you're uh, doing an interview and someone's got an opinion, then as as a person who's doing the interviewing, you always have to look to the other side of the argument yeah. to balance it out. And I yeah. think that would make someone a good politician. Absolutely, you've got to look at both sides of the equation. Yeah, but some parties don't look at both sides of the equation because that, they're so bigoted with their own views. Is that the whole thing that's wrong with the political system? Because we've got this group that's left, yeah. this group that's right, this yes. Labor, Liberal, Greens. Yes. These are our values. These, This is what we have to stick to. And everyone's in their own little team yes. rather than being individual people that are willing to sit down at a table and talk about things because they go, oh, but I've got these people that voted for me that only want this, so I have to stick to my guns and be that way, even though it might be wrong. Yeah, I just think, you know, everyone's going to have different opinions. So... There's going to be people who agree with you, people who don't agree with you, and that's fine. So we should be able to have these discussions without being offended um, because someone doesn't agree with you on such and such. It's just, it's petulant. It's, Instead it's, of being so offended, I think people need to, to start saying, okay, I'm going to ask you why you have that opinion and try and change your opinion with a good constructive argument rather than just yelling at someone and say you know calling him racist or a bigot or mm-hmm. you know throwing out yeah. insults yeah. Pe- yeah people people even if their opinion's ridiculous then yeah. they need to have a conversation to, to have, find some middle ground yeah yeah well that's it that's what i said to you earlier on it takes a lot of time for people to change their views mm. so i'm scared to, to tell friends in america what my views are about donald trump and you know how he might be getting one or two things right or you know they just look, won't yeah. hear it they put their hands over yeah. their ears yeah they're not interested in even talking about it. I mean, don't they want their president, who is their president, to actually kick some goals and do some things right? Or yeah. they just not let him do anything while he's in the job? Oh, I think that, that um, they gain a certain certainty by not liking Trump. Mm. You know, it's a certain, it's a constant in their day that they can go back to. If all of a sudden they say, you know, within themselves, Trump is doing this right, then it mm. kind of contradicts... Mm their ideology on, on, on Trump. Do you know what I mean? I, I saw a, uh, a, a good uh, street interview. It might have been Infowars or one of those uh, independent journalists going out on the street and they were asking everyone what they thought of all of these uh, political stances that um, Donald Trump has. And, and all these people in California, no, I think that's ridiculous, that's stupid. Uh, and then they go, oh, no, that's actually Obama's. Or, or they did it the other way around. Uh, yeah. They said, what do you think of this that uh, um, yeah. Obama stands for? And they go, yeah, yeah, that's great. And they go, oh, actually, that's Donald Trump. And, yeah. and people would just go the other way just because it's yeah. that guy. It's just because it's Trump. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, if um, who's a great Republican leader? Is, are there any that come to... Like, look, uh, let's, just Ronald say, Reagan Republican? let's just say it's not Trump. Let's just say his name's Ricky Ricky or something, right? This new guy, Republican guy. Look, he, he wouldn't be getting the same... He's, he's got the same policies exactly as Trump. Mm. He wouldn't be getting the, the same um, vitriol from mm. m- much of the media. Ricky, Ricky's a better name to chant as well, isn't it? Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. I like that. That would work. Ricky, Ricky too. Mm. Ricky, Ricky. Ricky, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky. Um, <laughs> he's a double name. That's his first and last <laughs> Ricky, name. Ricky, Ricky. Ricky Ricardo. Um, yeah, Ricky Ricardo was uh, the character on Cable Guy. Um, Jim Carrey, but um, but yeah, man, politics is like you know you got to know your stuff. I, I don't know much about politics, so I like it. But um, ah, it's, it's good to put it out there and have a chat about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be careful though, mate. You just got to be careful because it's, people can um, take a lot of what you say out of context, and um, 
before you oh, know that, it. That never happens on TV. Like the project, they never take things out of context. They never e- edit any of the interviews or the people that they speak to. Yep. Well, they got Pete Evans one the other night too. About oh, they his, nailed uh, Pete Evans, did they? They got him good. Yeah, about his uh, Netflix documentary, The Magic Pill. Yeah. yeah. they got. I didn't see it, but... <laughs> they hammered him, did they? <laughs> they got him. Yeah, yeah. You got to do... If you go on the project, if anyone's watching, do the interview live. Don't let them cut up and I told you interview this at, and, at the, uh, and cafe. make themselves look good. I told you this at the cafe, yeah. It's like a lot of the people who, and this is just in TV in general, who um, don't agree with you, a lot of the interviews will be done pre-recorded so that you can, you know, make cut around it good. and, um, you know. I would rather watch, watch a show where the presenter looks bad sometimes yeah. and the person they're interviewing looks good. You, the, as a presenter, you don't always have to look like you're you're right yeah. because you never really have the, the balanced. Totally. Well, you're not. As a viewer, interview going. you're not getting that um, ex- that that unknown anomaly that might might come with each episode. You know what you're going to get because each interview is crafted in the same way. Do you mm. know what I mean? Well, enough about politics. If uh, if if you've fallen asleep, wake up. Uh, we're going to talk about Ash Williams and where he's going, what he's doing, what's coming up for you, buddy. Ashwilliams.com.au. If people want to see well all your done. stuff, that's the one, man. Get on my Instagram, Ash Williams one. Um, I don't know what's going on, man. I'm doing some gigs in Sydney. Um, Who's the other Ash Williams? It's a fictional character from um, The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's it? Bruce someone? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's character. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that online. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm so sick. Every every morning I wake up and I get Google alerts for Ash Williams. It's always Bruce Campbell. I just want one morning where it's me. I get ones for Michael Goldman, who's the World Scrabble champion. Wow. Yeah. And sometimes I get confused for him. Wow. Like people message me and say, hey, uh, we're having a Scrabble meetup in uh, in Bankstown this weekend. Are you interested in coming? Didn't know you are in town. I'm like, I look nothing like this guy and he's 68. You should go down. Should I go down and just, well, I was invited no, uh, no, no. and get up to speak no, no, no. and talk you, about you, Scrabble. This is what you do. <laughs> you film it, right? You get you do the full behind the scenes thing, get, get one of your buddies to film it, right? You go in, you pretend you're Michael Goldman, the Scrabble champ. You don't tell anyone. You turn up. You play Scrabble to the best of your ability. <laughs> I'm hopeless at it. And then you Words just, with friends, I just and then ridiculously you, then you, bad. You get smashed and yeah. you leave. And people like, and you don't say anything. Everyone you don't, thinks you they don't, beat him. You don't. You go, I had a bad day. We all have bad days. Hmm. Um, and then you leave. And feel good. I'm going to do it. And don't tell them ever. <laughs> don't maybe, tell maybe, maybe like a week later after yeah. you've uploaded it. Yeah. And go, listen, I, I played a prank on, on, on these guys. I'm not that Michael Goldman. <laughs> yeah, but then they might retweet it and, and all the chess people, I mean, Scrabble people might get on board. But I'll, I'll make people feel good about themselves. I think they beat the World Scrabble champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, hmm. mate, you should do it. Well, Ash Williams, thank you so much for being on the mic. Be great having you on the thank show. Thank you, Mikey. Good, good chat. Let's do it again soon. And uh, I just, just want to say how proud I am to be uh, on the board of the Ash Williams show. Not yet. You got to pay the hundred bucks. Okay. Where's my wallet? You gonna pay cash? Are you joking? Jeez, you're quite demanding. Are you serious? You got a hundred bucks? You got a hundred bucks sitting in your wallet? No, you're going alright, aren't you? I feel bad. I don't, I don't. That's my rent. I have to go and make a hundred bucks at a local club in tights and serving shots in, to people. Well, mate, uh, make sure you do the nipple sucks. I'm on the board. You know, well, part of the reason why I want to be on the board as well because I just want to be mentioned regularly alongside, you know, Sonia Kruger and all the other amazing people that you... This is actually... So that's smart. So is, I'm paying for ads on your show. You know what? You fucking got me. <laughs> you've actually got me. You're getting free shout-outs. Um, yeah, you've got me there. Um, but uh, You have to do it now. No, of course I do. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're in. You're, you've. I, I can't say no to 100 bucks. So... <laughs> 
That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ash Williams. And thank you to the uh, Bondi Public Bar, Andy and the gang. If you're ever in Bondi, come down here and check the place out. It's amazing. Best pub food in Australia. Most incredible cocktails you've ever had in your life. And I uh, highly recommend it. You can even graffiti the walls if you like. You know what they do here too? I hear they do the two finger rule. Oh. Yeah. What's that? With their beers. Uh, so it's two finger froth. Oh, so you must have two fingers of froth. Yeah. It's, right. a, it's a true story. That's the rule. I like a bit of froth. Yeah, Not yeah. too much froth. No, no, no. But if you love your froth, uh, two fingers, then um, Bondi Public Bar, get in here. If you love two fingers of froth, come to the Bondi <laughs> Public Bar. If you love your fingers covered in froth, then Bondi Public Bar. I'm frothing at the thought. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.